to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Praise you, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? This is the day. And tomorrow is another day. Time is in His hand. There is the Kairos time, but there is also, there is the Kronos time. And there is the Kairos time. The divine opportunity time that God has uh, bringing us into. Today you are here not by chance, is a divine appointment, a divine invitation. Today is a Kairos time. Today is zero two, zero two, two zero, two zero. Let me remind you today, you need to mark down in your calendar, the Holy Spirit is breaking out and breaking forth to do something new in your life. In your life, not just in somebody's life, we can stand in a gap for someone else, but in your life. What have you been waiting for? Today is the day that He is taking us back to launch us forward. Zero, two, zero, two, two of the Lord is in his time. But there is the Kairos time. If you read the Bible in the Old Testament, time and time again is recorded in the fifth day, the ninth month or the year, the first year, the king is recorded. I want to encourage you today, 0202-2020, God is doing something new, something powerful, something deep in your life. A time that cannot be shaken because this is a prophetic year, a year of His voice. He is speaking. If you would hear His voice, those who have ear and begin to hear the voice of the Spirit, begin to align ourselves to that voice, begin to align our mouth with that voice, He will bring to pass. Things will become clearer and clearer. Vision 2020. God is going to do something great, something new like never before. As I was preparing my message, on Thursday, um, I have everything planned, everything good, everything written down and, and prepared for our fast and pray. Uh, and, and on Friday, I was bringing to a closure to a process that I have embarked on. I was praying to the Lord and suddenly I was worshipping and He was saying that go to the piano and sing this song. I love to worship. I love to sing in the Spirit. But I haven't played the piano and sing for a very, very long time. And He says, sing this song, create in me a clean heart. I went to the piano and, and, and just me my rusty fingers... I banging on the piano, just enjoying and obeying. And I was worshiping and I was worshiping and it's gone deeper and deeper and deeper into those words and, and it just just uh, just hearing what the Spirit of God is saying that there's such strong presence that just fell in that room. 
and, and the presence of God just felt His hand reach deep down into my heart. And it was such a gentle hand and begin to wash with that water, the fresh water. And I begin to sense Him, begin to pour that oil, the oil of healing oil, or the oil that I begin to see my heart begin to shine. And with, with that, that oil pouring out, that I begin to weep, I wept. I begin to get lost in the presence and just worshipping. And it was an invitation. The Holy Spirit, this is a time, a Kairos time for the Holy Spirit. He will come into your life and my life as we invite Him. He's the most powerful being in the whole wide world. He can do things beyond you and I can even think and ask for. Even as we humble ourselves and say, make room. This year I make room for you to do the greater things. Oh, He will come and gently and powerfully and do and reach deep down into your heart and soul and begin to pull you out of the pit and begin to establish you on the rock of Jesus Christ. This is the year. Not last year. He has done great and wonderful things in the past. But that is of the past. He's doing new things every time. Out of the ashes, you will rise. I'm proclaiming, I'm declaring into your life. Out of the ashes, beauty arise out of that. He's bringing upon new oil, new vision, new strength, new joy, new peace that only can come from Him. This year, not any other year, as you begin to line up with what He's doing, watch and see what He would do. The power comes from Him. You know, he, he, and, and as I'm preparing, and, and I, I got lost, and, and my son came out from the room, was going out, I said, Mom, how are you? What, 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 what's happened? I said, it's okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what? He come and messes up. This morning I come all beautiful, made up, and, and I was laughing to my tears, I mess up my makeup, and, and then I, I think there's a beautiful mess. Yes. Amen? When the Lord comes, He interrupts with our schedule, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, there's nothing to fear, because there's safety, there's this peace in His presence. Allow Him to mess you up. And, and realize that I have written my note in prayer and, and I'm going to preach from the back to the front now because it gave me a new message added to it. I do not know exactly how, but I'm, uh, one thing is that when the Spirit leads you, He connects everything. Right. Things didn't make sense, they didn't make sense. And how do you, you know, after even the announcement, I didn't even know Clifford passed away. I said, how do I start? But you know what? Time is in his hand. Life and death is in his hand. We never know. You think you are older, you are passed away? The last thing you think you send your son off. Time is in his hand. But in his time, he makes all things beautiful. All things. Not something, not most things. All things and everything he makes beautiful. Brother, I had you in my mind as I was uh, preparing the message. Um, I, I just felt that the, the 
past few years, there are a lot of things that you kind of, I just see like a balance sheet that, that you try to make sense of what had happened. Things don't tally. I have done this, you have done right. You're a man that's righteous and strong and God-loving. There are things that don't seem to tally at the end, but God said, let me let go and let me bring the balance. I am doing a great and deep thing in you and in your family. I have heard your cry. I have heard your prayer. You have been steadfast. This year, this is word, a word for everyone. If you have been steadfast, it's all things work together for good. Some things may not be very nice, but it will work out for good to those who love him and walk according to his purpose. We just keep loving him. We just keep walking in his purpose. You watch everything God will make for good. Beauty in his time. Amen. And, and then the verse came that Proverbs 4.23, he said, Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. I want to read a few versions of this verse. That was new NIV. The next is that guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flows springs of life. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. I won't read everything, I just one more. Um, it says, above everything else, guard your heart. Because from it flow the springs of life. I hope you get the heart of this verse. We are asked to guard our heart. You know what? We send our car for service at the time that it's written on the car, right? There's such a certain date or certain mileage. You send your car for service. The purpose to send our cars for service is to, to change the filter, change the oil, the, so that the car or repair, detect early enough uh, and repair your car so that your car can continue to function as it should be in a good condition. Fasting and prayer is a time that is like overhaul and I begin to detox what is in our heart, in our spirit, um, in our heart, in, in our minds. It's a time that has been set. Just imagine if you do not send your car for service at the time it's needed or the mileage is needed for a long period of time. Can you imagine what happened to the car? You might have to pay a lot more later if you don't. You know what? Um, my son, Sean, of late, have been uh, preparing this aquarium for his uh, seawater fish and, uh, and corals. And, and I'm just watching him 
diligently changing every day. It's like checking the pH, like a te lab technician, all this bottle, the color, and of late, there's a temperature of um, uh, checking the water and, 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 and just setting that atmosphere for the fish and the corals to thrive. This year, 2020, we need to begin to set a heart in a place, in a condition that we begin to thrive. And I want to, there's three points I want to um, share with you before many other points. <laughs> this was interrupted. Um, you know what, it's, one is that your heart leads you out of the verse Proverbs 4.23. It said, guard your heart. Your heart leads you. Your heart gives you leadership. It determines the course of your life. It's the essence of who you are. Your authentic self. Your heart is your core. It connects with God and with others. If your heart, your spiritual heart dies, your leadership dies. Above all else, we need to give it our top priority. Not when I get around to it. When I have time, life is busy. We need to give it top priority. And then number two is that your heart is a source of everything you do. It's the source for from it flow the springs of life. Your heart overflows into your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. Everything. It implies everything else. It threatens your family. It threatens your career. It threatens your ministry, your friends. It is imperative, crucial, absolutely vital that we attend to it, that we guard our heart, what comes into our heart. I am not saying that you're so guarded that you begin to isolate yourself. You're so guarded that you begin to build walls that we become imprisoned, the prisoner of our own souls. That is that. But the guarding, the guard your heart that the Lord says brings life. Number three is that your heart is under constant attack. Constant attack. It lives in a combat zone. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Many of us are oblivious to this war. We have enemy who do not only oppose us God, but opposes everything that is aligned to God. That's including us. 
This enemy uses everything, all kind of weapons to bring us down, to attack our hearts. Often through disappointments, discouragement, and disillusionment. But the good news is, in John 7, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let everyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Is your heart thirsty? There's nothing that you've been drinking can quench that thirst. It's a game that you're playing, the movie that you're watching, the food you're eating, the people that you're hanging out with. They have not quenched that thirst. But Jesus said, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this means the Spirit. When those believe in Him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given. Since Jesus had not yet been glorified. It says that because at that time... After Jesus dies, when I die, when he rose again, I promise you a helper. That is the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we all have that when we invite him into our lives. If you have not, I want to encourage you to invite Jesus into your heart. Because we can do a lot of things, but they can never bring a resolve in our lives. It is this wild up living water that will begin to quench your soul and satisfy you. And follow through 39, 40, you, and then you realize as disciples, they begin to, to try to um, debate, you know, oh, he is a prophet. When Jesus said that, he's a prophet. Oh, no, 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 he is the Messiah. And that has brought a division among them. The minds cannot fully understand what the Spirit is saying. He who has an ear, hear what the Spirit has to say. What is the Spirit saying to you? He wants to unclog our ears, our heart, just like the car. After driven many miles through time, it needs to be serviced. It needs to be unclogged and cleansed and purified. 2020, watch and see what the Spirit of God is going to do in you and through you. Many things we need to partner with God in obedience, but we need to lay down at His feet and say, Spirit of God, you take over. When he knocks at our heart, if we will humble ourselves and begin to receive him, he will come and take us on this ride. He knows exactly where the destination and the time is. There is an appointed time for everything. 
Though in the natural, it wasn't Greg's understanding of Clifford's time, but it was it's Clifford's time. Greg for years and years and say, I'm ready, but it's not his time. In everything, there is a time. This is a time the Spirit of God is saying to begin to respond. Begin to respond to what I'm doing in your life. Fasting and praying is making time for God's presence. Making time for His move. Making time for Him. Making room for Him. You know, fasting and praying, this first fasting and praying the three days is a powerful time. Fasting and praying is not created by man. It's in the Word of God. It's a command. There's biblical mandate. It's not just for the Old Testament. You see the disciples, even Jesus himself fasted. What does that tell you? I just want to quickly, because of time, very quickly give you scripture references that, um, that backed the importance of fasting and praying. And then it's great that you fast personally. It's wonderful that fast personally, but there is a greater power when there is a corporate fast and pray. Because time and time again, you see the Lord commanded in Joel 1.14, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, uh, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. There is a summon, there is a command to come together and consecrate this time for the Lord. In Psalms 109, David says, my knees give way from fasting. It means that he has been, he has been fasting for a long period, at least about 21 days for his knees to, to begin to feel weak. And Jeremiah 36, 9 says, a call for corporate consecration. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, bring to Judah a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who come from the town of Judah. There is a calling, a summoning, a time to consecrate. And in Daniel, we know that Daniel fasted. Daniel is a, a man that fasts all of the time. There was a time that he was called to fast for 21 days. He fasted. If you read the word, Daniel 9, search it for yourself. That the word says that at the time when you prayed, we heard you. We heard your prayer. But we could not come because there is the king of Persia. There is this principalities and powers that is at war. We could not come to you. And the Lord has to send another angel to come and help. On the 24th day, the deliverance came. There is time. Daniel did what he needed to do, but he surrendered the time to God. His trust is in God as to how and when it's up to the Lord. And Joel 2, 12 says, Even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. And in, um, I'm going to see some verses. And uh, 
And then Jesus in 42, Jesus fasted for 40 days. You say, oh, this is Old Testament. Old Testament is the Lord's word as well. He's the God of yesterday, today, and forever. And only not just the Old Testament, in the New Testament time, I will give you a few references that Jesus fasted. As a man, he needed God's empowerment. He needed to empty himself for God to begin, the Spirit to begin to fill him, to overcome, to do the will of the Lord. In 2 Chronicles uh, 23, Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast for all Judah. But in Matthew 6, 17, 18, but when you fast, put on your head with and wash your face. Don't go around feeling so pitiful. Oh, so poor thing. He's fasting. Oh my gosh, she, wow, how wonderful she's been fasting. You know, he said, no, go about, dress up, put on oil, put on your makeup, smile, uh, whatever it takes. So that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret. A few verses before that, it talks about the prayer too. Prayer in secret. And fast in secret. Your Father, what? Will reward you. There is a reward. This is the word of God. When we do things aligned to what God says, there is a reward. No farmer planting without expecting to harvest a crop. There's false humility. No, I'm just fasting. It's all right. I don't expect anything. No, I expect. I expect God to move. I expect God to reward me for the time that I cry and seek after Him. Don't you? And Acts 13, 1, 2. The prophets and teachers were worshipping and fasting. And Paul's ministry was birthed out of the time of fasting. As we are fasting and praying, expect God to birth something. He will birth something. He will break bondages on our behalf. Acts 14, 23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders with prayer and fasting. Fast and prayer purifies the church and prepare the church for the activities of God. And we know that Esther 4.16 is that, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa, a a fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days and night. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. There is the law of the earth. There is the law of heaven. The law of heaven overcomes the law of earth. Amen? The kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. And Esther fasted, and he, 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 she trusted in God, but yet she says, and if I perish, I perish. Is it my meant to die? I'll die. Fasting is a willful abstaining from natural pleasure for a spiritual purpose. Act of your will 
That's the choosing, the greatest gift God has given to mankind. It's a gift of choice. You are not a robot. As we act according to that, God will begin to come and do what is needed. Fasting is a personal commitment to renounce the natural, to invoke the spiritual. We can walk in different uh, spiritual heights, allowing the natural to control us. Fasting is dedicated period of time to devote yourself to prayer without food. Either complete fast, whole day, three days, 21 days, whatever, or partial fast. If you have not fasted, you do not know, consult someone. We have a brochure out there helping you how you should fast. It could be partial fast. If you're not fasted, sometimes you can fast the thing that you love. If it's a game, if dessert, you just love dessert every day, you begin to say, oh Lord, I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm not going to touch any dessert. Or Coke. Some people I know that have to drink Coke all the time. Maybe I'm going to lay down my Coke. What does it take for you to make this fasting and prayer mean something? What is the requirement of fasting? It is not simply missing a meal. <laughs> Let me just miss my breakfast. You miss your breakfast any way every day. That is not a fast. Just waiting to eat later. Oops, I forgot to eat my lunch. That must be a fast. Let, it, let, it, let me put that towards a fast. No. Not dieting. Oh, maybe I go into a fast, I can lose a few pounds. That is a side benefit. Fasting is not dieting. And replacing your time of eating with reading the word. Eat the spiritual food. Meditating on his word. Oh, I got time now. I'm not eating. Let me just go to the shop. Let me just arrange something or no, dedicate that time, however long, however short, to read and meditate the word. What are effects of fasting? Fasting changes us. It doesn't change God. We begin to align ourselves to His purpose, His thoughts, and His word. And fasting gives us more capacity for God to move us. We cannot manipulate God. We need to inform ourselves. You cannot manipulate God. Increase our spiritual capacity. Position ourselves for God to use us. Fasting breaks habits and spiritual bondages. When you come to the Lord, He gave us the full access, amen? Through Christ Jesus to all the heavenly blessing. The access to come boldly and humbly before Him, the Bible says. Right? We can come anytime. That is the greatest blessing. But He takes us on a journey to begin to break our habits. Who knows that? We have heard testimony last week. There's a powerful testimony. Even with our staff, there was powerful. Things God has just transformed. And Kevin said that he couldn't sin properly after that. And to some that Kerry said that he just dropped smoking and drugs just, just ended then. But some, they say, you do it, but then you can't do it. And God takes you on a journey. 
Right? Sometimes there are hap- habits of lying, habits of, of, of anger, habits of uh, um, selfishness, habits of... There are, but then Holy Spirit come as we begin to make room. He begin to transform us into His image, the image of His Son. And fasting quiets the heart to hear from God. We are spirit that lives in the body, but the body constantly in charge, are in charge. And fasting quiets that and reverses that. It tells you who's in charge. Fasting brings intimacy with God. We become more conscious of His presence. Now, I'm going to rattle very quickly all the benefits because of time and spiritual benefits to fast and spiritual discipline, put our body in subjection, increase spiritual capacity, clear our mind, we think quicker and analyze quicker, and pure heart and pure mind, increase hunger for God and His Word, a passion in state of toleration. I got to pray. Oh, I better read the Word. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, you are so hungry. You just want to read the Word again and again and again and again. Every little word, one line here, just begin to infuse you, begin to stir you into the passion to run again. Physical health, loss of weight, saves your money. You don't have to go for lunch. You don't have to buy dinner. And for some, you lost weight, can get back into your old clothes. <laughs> Purify your body, spiritual freedom, physical freedom, freedom in giving, protection, God's protection. Answer to prayer. You know what? Countless times, Jesus, Daniel, Ezekiel, in the Bible, is there. God answered their prayer. Intimacy with God, increased retention, spiritual sensitivity, begin to be sensitive to the realm, the angelic and demonic realm. Spiritual authority. Now, I just finishing. Commit yourself, some guideline is that this week, we are starting our prayer next Sunday. Just don't let it, oh, today. Prepare yourself. Pray to the Lord, Father, how should I fast? How many days? What should I fast on? He will speak to you. Are you desperate for a breakthrough? Are you desperate to make room for God? To do what you and I have tried and tried and done, but only God can bring the victory. Consecrate yourself. Keep your commitment. When you hear that, write it down. Keep your commitment. Drink plenty of water. At least eight glasses or more. Drink hot herbal tea and then cranberry juice, apple juice for cleansing. Seek your doctor's advice as to how you should fast. I prepared that very quickly. I read through them and skipped some of them. I want to come back to the heart of fasting and praying. The 
heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. He said, it's an invitation. Say, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Things happen. Life can be training. With challenges, hardship. But today, when from the bottom of your heart, you invite the Holy Spirit and say, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. He will come and begin to flow like the river of living water. As Jesus said, that river is the Spirit of God that flows from the throne room and begin to saturate and begin to overflow in your thought or bring down every stronghold of your thought patterns. Begin to demolish it and pull it down and nullify um, the, the effects the river begin to plant the seed and begin to water the seed and cause it to grow. Can I encourage you to stand with me? Can I ask you a question? What is the condition of your heart today? What is the condition of your heart today? If you would invite him, he would come. And come to do things, the great things that are beyond what you can ever think and even ask, according to the power that is in you. For some of you, you might want to invite you, him into your heart and say, awaken the spirit in me. I want to connect with you, God. I've done many things. I've tried many things. It comes to an end. I come and invite you. Be my Lord and Savior. 2020, take me by your hand. And begin to lead me and guide me and show me. I'm doing this in faith. Though I don't see or feel right now, but I'm doing it in faith. I invite you into my life. Yes, Lord. For many, the Lord is saying that I'm going to do a new thing. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. In Isaiah 58, He said, this is a fast just quickly turn to it. Isaiah 58. Verse 6. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice 
and unite the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. What is the yoke that is upon you? The Lord in this fast will begin to break that. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your real God. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and He will say, Here am I. Here am I. Lord, Father, we just want to thank you, God. This is the season we're stepping into, God. Freedom, God. Freedom in you, God. Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and begin, Lord, to saturate this house, God. Saturate your people, Lord. Saturate us, Lord, with the healing virtue, God. The oil of joy, God. The oil of joy, come and begin to smear us with the oil of joy. That is our ultimate strength, oh God. Oh, begin, Lord, summon just like Jesus, call forth Nazareth, come forth. Nazareth, come forth. I hear your name, hear your name being called. Come forth, come forth. Though you've been dead for days, you've been behind the tombstone, but the Jesus is calling your name. The stone's been rolled away. Hear your name being come forth. I'm calling a new passion, new ability, new anointing. For 2020, I will hold you up. 